Welcome to the Richmond Alake podcast. This week, I am speaking with Bex. Bex is an AI and machine learning technical writer with almost 10,000 followers on Medium. When we spoke, Bex was studying business intelligence and analytics at the University of Westminster at Uzbekistan. And at the same time, he's been able to build a successful career with technical writing and a personal brand within the machine learning industry as a prolific writer. So at this time, he currently writes for big tech companies like NVIDIA, and you can see some of his articles on Datacamp. In our conversation, we explore how Bex got into technical writing, his motivations and inspiration, and also his future aspirations. We also speak about the future of data science in his home country, Uzbekistan, where he was also the first Kaggle Grandmaster. I'm Richmond Alake, and one person at a time, I'm exploring the stories of the humans behind AI and data. I hope you enjoy this conversation and come away a better practitioner. Thank you for listening. Hi, Bex. Thanks for having this conversation with me. Yeah. You are well on your way to 7,000 followers on Medium, which is a blogging platform. And uh-huh. you write about machine learning and data science topics. And I remember coming across your articles. You write very well. You're very detailed in, in your writing as well. But I want to start from the beginning. How did you get into technical writing? So like it was two years ago. I was just about to start college. I just learned that there was a field called data science. I was really interested in math. I was looking to build my future around like fields that have, that had math in them. Before that, I already started learning programming and I was learning web development. A couple of months into it, I was getting bored because there was no math in it. It was just move the div there, move it there. Like it's, it was very, it was very boring for me. I learned about Python and how it was very well connected into data science. From there, I was very hooked into it. I realized that it was like a, such a massive field and I had so much to learn and I wanted to do something I would be proud of putting on my resume. So when I finally finish college, I would have something to be proud of uh, on my resume. So that's how I started writing on media. That's, yeah. It's quite funny that you didn't get into web development. I have a solid oh, yeah. background in web development for about two years, but you're right. It can get a bit boring. Yeah. You can reach a ceiling unlike AI and data science where the field is still innovating. There's still new stuff coming out every month. Yeah. I think maybe, I think I might have just jumped ahead, but for the listeners, you might not be aware of who you are. Could you just do a quick introduction to yourself? Currently, I'm in my third year of college. For the past two years, I've been writing data science and machine learning articles on Medium, wow. and I already crossed the thousand followers barrier on Medium. Since the last year, I have become top 1,000 writer on Medium. Actually, I'm in top 10 writers across like many tags on Medium. Like there are many tags on Medium. You can tag your articles like artificial intelligence, machine learning, data science. And I think in four or five of them, I ranked in top 10 when you search for that category. So mm-hmm. that's pretty nice. I've written over like hundred articles. Yeah. And as you also know, I, I also write for NVIDIA blog. Since last month, I started writing for DataGam blog as well. Yeah. Nice. So you are an all-well-round writer and you've surpassed the 7,000 followers, you just said, right? Yes. When did that yeah. happen? That, that yeah, that? I think, I think at the end of May, at the end of May, yeah. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And your work, like I said, your work is very good. And I just read one of your latest articles. It was actually explaining how to create mathematical illustration and animation uh -huh. similar to the ones on Free Blue One Bar. Yes. Yeah. Is an awesome maths platform. Yeah. I, I remember watching that channel back when I was a student just to understand how neural networks works and how backpropagation works. And I used to think... Those animations are so well made. I wonder how it did it. And your article yeah. breaks it down in such a very good way. Tell me, how do you write this, this well-constructed articles that are so detailed? Before writing an article, I, I usually don't know about the topic I'm, I'm going to write about. So it's mainly, it's the first purpose is that so that I fully understand it and you can, I can use it. And I just put myself in like reader's shoes. How? How would I learn it if I wrote them? When I write the article, I'm going to give every detail of what they need to have the knowledge that I have, like after writing the article. I usually tend to write like overly long posts, like over 10 minutes and very detailed. I just don't want the people to go like link jumping, like both to the docs because of something I have left out. So I just want to include everything so that they have like a solid foundation after writing a single article. That is, yes. that is an amazing level of detail. And you're right. Your articles are very long. They're very detailed. I don't need to go to any external sources to get the information. I think I read somewhere that you actually go into detail because of your OCD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I really like to be organized. I always have this weird itch or have a bad feeling when I leave something out. It's, it's also called a knowledge bias. I don't like, I don't want to put knowledge bias into my articles. I just want to assume that when they're coming to reading my, one of my articles, the, the readers don't know anything but the fundamentals. It kind of forces me to write every bit of knowledge I know about the topic into my articles. So that's why they tend to be a pro, some for pretty long. You write articles, medium articles that are very long and you write articles for NVIDIA and write articles on other platform that are really detailed, but you do it at such a frequent rate. How do you find the time? As in, I know you're also a university student. We're going to tap into that, but how, how do you find the time to write all these technical articles that are so detailed? Oh, it's, it's pretty easy actually, because being full-time, being a full-time student is not very difficult. You just have to cope with the coursework. You, you should understand that writing is not like a job for me or like a hobby. It's just me learning data science and at the same time, teaching it to others. So I don't really see it as a chore or a job. I see it as a progression or like improvement on my own personal growth. If something is important, you just find the time for it and just do it. That's amazing. So that obviously there are loads of students out there learning AI, data science is a booming field. So there's loads of people at university sort of yeah. learning this topic, but you're right. There is a lot of free time that you get while you're at university and you should probably use that to increase your visibility within the, yeah. the industry. Cause right now you're in university and you're one of the top writers on medium. You're also writing for NVIDIA. So if I was to search your name, all your articles will come up. So by the time you're applying for graduate roles, you yeah. pretty much have a very solid portfolio and a reputation within the industry, which is amazing to have at university. Yeah, let's, yes. Let's double click into the whole university and what you're currently studying. So what are you currently studying at the moment? I'm studying business intelligence and analytics. 
Actually, I had no choice but to choose that particular field because I live in Central Asia in a country where DSI isn't like present at the moment. People don't know much about it. So the closest thing that the University of Westminster offered there, there was their like business intelligence program. Before starting the university, I didn't have the financial situation to go abroad and study in a fancy uh, college degree. I settled for the best university in our country. And actually, their business intelligence and analytics program is very good. Even though they don't teach me much because I, I, I already learned some, like, much of it was online. Yeah. Where you are currently, Uzbekistan, in Central Asia, there are very few machine learning practitioners. Well, there, there must be more now, but you were the first ever... Kaggle master from Uzbekistan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what's, what sort of publicity have you gotten there because of the work you're doing online? Ah, uh, yeah, like it's, uh, it's the publicity I got from uh, in here. Yeah, it's like, like frankly not because just like I said, people don't know about data science. When they ask me well, what I do for a living or what I'm studying or what I'm learning, I just say I'm a programmer, you see? And, you know, like, like the most frequent answer I got, I get is like, can you fix my computer or like, can you hack into that? Or can you hack into that place? That kind of stuff, because our country is just only just developing into the digital era. So they don't know much about data science. There are already people already learning about it and getting jobs from abroad, but there are no data science jobs or like any profession that's related to data right now. That's why they don't know any, anything about me. And even if I told them, they wouldn't understand. It sounds like there's such a large opportunity for you and for young people like yourself to sort of bring your nation into the modern era. I'm sure they're in other ways, they're already in the modern era, but in the terms of, in the sense of AI and data science, there's such a large opportunity because you're very young and yeah, yeah. you can, you can essentially stare your nation into the digital era, into the AI era. Are you looking into any sort of initiatives or any ways to do that uh, now? I know it's a lot to put on a university student. Yeah, yeah, of course. I thought about like writing a book on Python and data science in my native language or like creating courses. The fact that you have to understand is that like there are very low percentages of people interested in data science right now. Like they are all into like mobile programming or web development. So they want something that they can like, uh, get, uh, they can get paid for like uh, for quite fast. Because we have to admit that web development or like mobile programming is like much quicker to learn in data science. In data science, you have list requirements like math, statistics, Python, and all the new stuff that's coming out like every week, every day. In contrast, in web development or mobile development, you have very few developments. That's why like my peers or like younger people are just drawn to those fields right now. But that didn't change totally and explain yet. You're right. Web programming is... It's easier to understand and grasp because there isn't a lot of theory as opposed to machine learning and data science. There isn't a lot of maths involved as well. So it is a low entry barrier for people who are just getting into the world of coding. And it's how I started. I started as a software engineer, web programming. And as soon as I understood coding, I was able to then go into AI. I want to ask a question that you sort of answered. I was wondering if you can go into more detail. How have you educated yourself? on machine learning and data science concepts? Oh, so in the beginning, it was very difficult because like there is just so much information on the internet, like both free and paid, that you just get lost. Should I learn math first or should I learn Python first? Should I learn statistics or should I learn SQL? Like you just don't know. 
what I did was when the pandemic just started, just for the part of it, I bought a subscription on DataCamp. After buying that, I realized that their content was like very awesome and fantastic. And I just stick to it for the past two years. I have most of my uh, knowledge or like most of the content that uh, goes into my articles comes from the courses that I learned on DataCamp. For anyone who is going to learn data set, I would recommend that they should like, just choose one good resource and stick to it. Only choose another or like other supplements only when necessary. That is a very good, good advice. I've met a lot of practitioners and some of them learn from either online resources and some of them learn from books, like actual textbooks. Have you explored learning from textbooks? I learned about the power of textbooks in the past couple of months. Before that, I was a heavy course user, but after I got the book on Python Deep Learning, I realized that books can also be like a very great resources. There are certain advantages of books over courses. You can just flip over the pages to look through the stuff that you, you bought. Uh, so, and also it's also very good for uh, like writers like me when who want to improve their writing. Most of the books out there, like O'Reilly books or Banning books, all have great content quality, writing quality, because they have like editorial teams. So it's also a great, great place to learn about data science and also about writing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've touched on this already and you were mentioning what you study and your degree in business intelligence and analytics. Do, is there some data science concepts being covered there as well or machine learning concepts being covered in your degree? Yeah, I think uh, machine learning is going to be covered this year, like in my third year, but so far we've covered Python statistics and like the data analysis in R and Python, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and also some courses on C-sharp and also oh, right. and web development. Yeah. Okay. So what do you, what do you prefer? If you were able to get a university education in direct data science or AI, what would you prefer to go the university routes to learn about AI? Or would you just prefer sticking to online resources and be self-taught? I've never thought about it, but. I think earning a degree, like at least a bachelor's degree is very good for your future. No matter what they say online, like just having a degree just shows that you have a commitment to education and also formal education teaches you some skills, certain skills that aren't taught online. For example, like research skills, they aren't easy to get online. Team collaboration, because you have team projects, you work with your peers, that's good for your communication. One piece of advice I've got from a really good developer before I started college was that he said, Colleges for programmers are not very good for learning, but they are good for networking. So like you meet a lot of new people, you start networking, you get asked like questions or from your teachers who are already experts in their field. So that kind of benefits are really worth having if you if you get the chance to go to college. Definitely college university. What I normally say is it's one of the biggest networking events of your life and the longest. It's basically a free year networking event. And yes. you're, you're right. You meet some awesome people. I want to tap yeah. into your writing. So after you've graduated, where do you see yourself going? Are you going to be writing more full time or do you see any sort of career within AI or data science you'd be willing to explore? When I started writing, I thought that after I graduate, I would get a job to problem solve, work on the real world data sets, like the provide some actual value for a company that I work for, that kind of stuff. After two years, I'm realizing that content creation may be an option that I would consider going for full time, uh, because the 
the benefits are very great. And also like the satisfaction is very great. You, you meet a lot of the uh, amount of uh, like-minded people, you start networking. Uh, it's just very great opportunity for yourself to grow. But if I receive a great, a good offer, like I would probably get, get a full-time job as a practitioner. But I don't have like immediate plans to stop writing. I will just uh, properly like at least write a, an article a week and always be active on LinkedIn. So that kind of stuff. I was going to say, do you have any sort of ideal company you would like to uh, work in? Yeah, yeah. I always admire, admired H2O AI because, yeah, because like when you go to their website, see you look at their employees, you're going to see a lot of Kaggle grandmasters, like competition grandmasters, like they are a whole team of grandmasters and it's very motivating and inspiring. It would be very great if I could join their team or maybe NVIDIA because they also have great grandmasters like I know from Kaggle. So NVIDIA could be a great company to work for. And the, the, these companies are like, are very like high-end goals. Maybe I could get a job, like a, an entry-level job from other countries, but my ultimate goal would be to join companies like Hugginface that have like, they have like great open source outreach, H2AI or NVIDIA itself. You obviously have exposure with the work you're doing on Medium and other platform. Your exposure to this company is is prominent they know about you they've seen the stuff you write so you're definitely making that future work you have to do going mm -hmm. into this company a lot easier earlier on through you writing articles when i joined nvidia's blog i was really happy because i couldn't even dream about that like like joining nvidia and writing articles before then and I couldn't even imagine go writing for datacam because like datacam is a company that i really much admire because they have great teachers and great courses. And the fact that I am contributing content to their blog, that they, they considered me like worthy of their blog was a very great personal achievement for me. And I was really happy about it. Yeah. Like, like I said, as in, I've mentioned, you do some really good work and the way you write is so detailed. You're definitely a very good educator within the field and especially in writing. So it would make sense for you to carry that on after university, educating yeah. people within within the, the part of the world that you reside in and also people online, because you can always reach a, a larger audience. I was gonna ask, have you looked at any other form of content creation? Yeah, I think a year ago, I was gonna start a YouTube channel this summer, but after some time, after considering, I gave up on it. I did some research on YouTube channels, programming channels. I realized that they're views were pretty low for tutorial videos because those were the kind of YouTube videos I was going to make when I had the time. And then I realized that it was just like their view levels were very low for tutorials. And I also knew that a lot of the time I, I would be writing, I would be learning how to edit, how to record. It would be just a huge time suck and, and the return on investment would be so great. So I just continue sticking to writing. My writing really like improved. Now I get 150,000 views a month, thousands of people read my blogs. I don't think I would ever reach that level if I started creating YouTube videos. 150,000 views. It's amazing. That, that is, that is amazing. You're doing really yeah. well. And Thank you. That's obviously a testament to how good you are at explaining topics and how well you write and it would be so good to see if there's some way you can translate that into like a video format. I don't know. You're right. There is a lot of editing in videos and it can take the fun out of actual learning and exploring. But this is very interesting because you've, two years ago, like you've mentioned, 
you were at, you were at a place where you didn't understand data science and machine learning. And right now you're writing for some of the biggest companies in, in the world. You're one of the top writers on one of the top blogging platforms in the world and in all the different categories. So in the space of two years, you've really sort of projected your, your career in such a yeah. fast pace. Is there anything that sort of helped you over this past two years to help you get to where you are right now? Number one thing is consistency. You have to consistently keep showing up and just provide some quality content. And I was going to talk about the movie Pounders. I think you maybe you watched it. It's about the history of McDonald's and it's about Ray Kroc. And he said in the, right in the beginning of the movie, the world is full of talented people. Underappreciated geniuses are practically cliched. And the only thing that's going to stand out and the only thing that's going to live and that's, that's going to win is persistence. That really struck a chord. And that's why for the past two years, I've been trying to be consistent on Medium. And now I'm going to apply that to LinkedIn as well, because I realized that LinkedIn also is a very, very good place for content creators to grow their outreach. When I write something or write a post, I don't want to write it for the sake of writing, but I want to write it so that people would get the quality time to quality knowledge out of it. Because before I sit down to write, I'm going to realize that this is like five or 10 minutes that people can get back when they start reading my articles. I want to make it as good as possible so that they get as much as possible from the time they spent on my articles. Like I said, your last article on the free blue one brown channel, it was so detailed, very long. And I've always wondered, like, I was always curious, how did you make those maths visualization? I didn't know you can do it with coded and you made it so, so you pretty much have through that article, you've opened the door for people who are interested in making that sort of visualization yeah. or content. And you are also right in saying consistency is key. Sometimes you might not get that validation immediately. So some people might write for, let's say a month, right? And they expect to, they expect to either get some form of like money, financial or some form of visibility, but it does take a long time to start to see some benefit. Could you yeah, give yeah. me like a indicator as to how long within the two years did you start to see growth in your popularity within the field? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because when I started writing, I had nothing to lose. If I'm writing an article, the worst thing that can happen is that nobody reads it. Still, I'm going to learn a ton. I'm going to learn a lot of new things if I write. And after about like, I think 25 or 30 articles, I started seeing really good results. People commenting, people sharing my posts. When it reached like, I think 50 or like 40 or 50 articles, I realized that I was in the, already in the top 10 or the 10, top 1000 writers on Medium, because they, if you remember, they, they started just, uh, sending monthly bonuses to, for top 1000 writers. So actually when I first received my first bonus, I thought that the process was randomized and just my name popped up for the first time. <laughs> I was really surprised when I got it in the, the second time. I realized that the reason that I got the second bonus was that I was in the top 1,000 writers. I went on receiving it two more times and I started getting offers for sponsored posts from like uh, companies like Layer and LogRocket. I did some uh, very good sponsored posts for them. I still get a lot of offers and I even, I'm surprised to say this, that, but I usually have, have to say no for most of them. So the results starts coming in like after six or seven months. Yeah. That, that is a good position to be in where you can say no to some offers. And I did remember the, the sort of the program medium was doing for the top 1000 writers. That was fun. And it's, and it's a pleasure to meet another fellow top 1000 writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, 
he, he, he with these writers that are in the top 1,000, but it's glad to see that there's some data science. I think the majority of those top 1,000 was from programmers and like a technical hunting writers. I know firsthand how hard it is to succeed as a blogger. What people think that data science is competitive, but they should start writing a blog or like parody or entrepreneurship. And they really <laughs> see that data science isn't so competitive after all. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely quite easy to get viral, to get some visibility as a data science writer to start writing and it sticks with like four, five or six months. Okay. Let me start asking some, some closing questions. So yeah. in, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Is in you're young and you're, you have a very good visibility in the field of machine learning and data science. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? What does that look like? For you? Probably maybe still writing articles, but. Maybe working for the company that I'm going to get into after graduating from school. I really don't like change. One of my goals right now is after I graduate, I want to get into a company that I can comfortably work for the next five or 10 years and have a good room for improvement, have good flexibility and preferably work remotely spend time with my family. That is a good, that sounds like a very good future to solve aim yeah. for. Having that good yeah. work-life balance and doing the thing you actually like that you don't see as work, which is writing, like you're just, yeah. you're just learning essentially. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Who would you like me to speak to on this podcast next? Maybe Joshua Starmer from Stackpile. He's always fun to have on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll try to get them on and I'll let them know that you recommended them. Yeah. That'll be yeah. exciting. Do you have any last piece of advice for anyone that's listening that want to maybe get into writing. I just want to say that writing is the best thing that could ever happen to your data science career like mine. So if you do it right, and if you do it consistently from early stages of your career, after two or three years, I think you're going to have an, such an amazing experience after you graduate from college or after two or three years of writing, you're going to have such a great visibility and brand reputation that you never even have to send resumes or apply for jobs online. That's true. And we've already spoken about that your writing is already building this portfolio and there are benefits to, to get. And if you do it for two to three years consistently, you definitely yeah. will, will get, reap the benefits. And to be honest, yeah. I think we started writing around the same time. I started writing two and, years yeah, ago really? as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I started writing two, maybe two and a half years ago when I was at university and I wanted to be more prominent within the field. And also reinforce my learning, just like yourself. And uh -huh. in two years, we both write for NVIDIA. We're top writers of mediums. And yes, yes. There, there is some form of visibility. So I think two years is like a good time to leave. Yeah, yeah, two years. When you're just starting out, you have no idea where we will be after two years. If you actually put the time and effort, like it's just, it's going to completely change the situation. So, yeah. Anyway, two years is actually, is actually a very short amount of time, two years. Yeah, it's yeah. a short amount of time in terms of the, the lifespan of an average career. Yeah it, yes. is. yeah, it is. Thanks a lot for having this conversation with me and taking your time out. There's a lot of gems I've taken. There's a lot of um, inspiration that I've taken from yourself, from the work and carry on doing the good work you do. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me as well. It was a very great to have this conversation with you.